Welcome back to No Expectations Podcast. I'm William Bennett. Bad habits. Do you guys have any bad habits? I know I've got bad habits. I'm going to get into it a little bit today with a specific bad habit that I have. I started smoking again because I went on retreat. All right. So, yeah, that was a little bit of a, you know, maybe a clickbaity little intro. But, yes, unfortunately, I started smoking again. I'm admitting it. I smoked for many years, and I quit for a good amount of years. Not a lot, but a good amount. And I started smoking again. Not because I went on retreat, but I did go on retreat and I brought a pipe with me and went out and bought some pipe tobacco and just wanted a relaxing weekend away and uh, just to be in prayer and to be in solitude and to be in silence and to sit there with my Bible and to have a good pipe. And, you know, I just I thought of it as being blissful and there's nothing wrong with me doing that that weekend. The problem was what I did after that weekend. So I'm, I'm going to share with you my my horrible addiction to um, both cigarettes, cigars, pipes, tobacco, um, and then kind of walk you through where where I am from from the past, where I am today, and how today, um, not really today because I'm recording this a lot earlier than this is going to air, but today as of recording this, I am no longer picking up another smoke thing smoking stick so i uh graduated from high school in 2003 i was 18 years old when i got this job doing construction and i can remember sitting outside when everybody's taking a smoke break i'd sit outside with them we'd all be hanging out and uh just chatting and talking well my boss walked up and he's this old guy like if you could picture an old fisherman like from the northeast and just picture the way he looks. This is that guy. You know, he was an older guy. You know, wrinkled. White beard. White hair. Always had a like a ball cap on. Big smoker. Always had a cigarette in his mouth. You know, had the yellow right underneath his nose. He only had three fingers in one hand. <laughs> He cut him off somehow. Just a rough, tumbly kind of guy. He was an AA. He'd been sober for years. This is a tough dude. He had that like old man grip. You ever shake like like shook your your grandfather's hand? And you're just like, golly, dude, you don't have to shake it so hard. He just had this old man grip. He was a tough guy. And he told me, now granted, I just turned 18. And he had told me, hey, well, what are you doing out here? I thought, we're just taking a smoke break. Did you smoke? I said, no. He said, well, then get back inside. And I laughed. And he looked at me and goes, no, I'm serious. And so I walked back inside. 
two weeks later, he shows up to the job site again, and I'm sitting outside, and I'm not thinking anything of it. He goes, hey, what are you doing outside? I was like, oh, we're all just taking a smoke break. He goes, you smoke? And I said, no. He said, then get back inside. I was like, oh, my gosh. So I, like, I get back inside, and I'm all like, kind of like flustered, like, wow, I can't even, whatever. So you know what I decided to do? I would go get some pipe tobacco, and I would roll it myself. So I got rolling papers and pipe tobacco. Pipe tobacco is a little moist. Compared to like cigarette tobacco, that's really dry. So I rolled it and I waited for him to show up one day and I, and I had it rolled. I just had one. So I sat out there and I smoked it when he showed up. I wasn't inhaling. I was just blowing smoke out. And he goes, ah, so you joined, you joined the, you know, the smoke break team or something along those lines. And I was like, yep. He was like, all right, when you're done, you can come back inside. Well, a rolled wet tobacco doesn't just smoke like a regular cigarette where you can just smoke in like five minutes. No, I was out there for like 20 minutes trying to finish this, this darn thing. Cause that's how wet it was. You know, it was a long smoke. So finally he came out and goes, this is, this is not, this is not working. You got to put it out. And I was like, well, I'm not finished. And I was being a little smart, Alec. Now this guy was, was somebody that you could, you could joke with and have fun with it at the same time. So anyway, he comes, this is like another month later. He shows up to the job site. I see him coming and I'm out there on the front porch with everybody else and they all go back inside when he shows up because they were all finished smoking. And he's like, ah, you're not doing this. And he threw me a pack of cool filter Kings. I can just remember in slow motion that that pack of cigarettes just like spinning in the air as he tossed them to me. And that's what he smoked. He's like, you're smoking these. Now, unbeknownst to me, because I've talked to him about this after I became a smoker. And he let me know, like, he was just razzing me, giving me a hard time, hazing me, because I was kind of the new guy and the young kid. And I was like, man. So my starting smoking story is not about me trying to be rebellious in the boys' bathroom. It's not about me trying to be rebellious against my parents or trying to fit in and be cool. It was also I could take a break at work, which come to find out my boss was joking with me. But the damage was done, and I was already a smoker. That's how I started smoking. I've tried quitting multiple times. Now, that was 2003 when I started smoking. And I don't think I legitimately tried to quit smoking until about 2010 because my fiance at the time was like, yeah, you're done smoking. And I was like, all right. And like we were just, uh, I think we were engaged at the time. Or not 2010. I'm sorry, 2008 um, was when she started getting on me about like, you should probably start quitting. So I think 2009 came around is when I asked her to marry me and I came across electronic cigarettes. And this is back in the day when you can only get them at like a specialty store and you, you see them at the gas station, these electronic cigarettes. They might cost anywhere from 5 to $15 to get to get one. Um, but back in the day, those same ones that are 5 to $10 now were like $100, $150 in these specialty shops. And I remember picking one up. I'd already been smoking for like seven years and, you know, smoking a lot. Anywhere from a pack to a pack and a half a day. Just a real big addiction. A very costly addiction as well. So I picked one of those up and it did it did help. It curbed it a little bit, but it didn't fully allow me to quit. Well, we got married in 2010 and I was still smoking. And she knew it. I would hide it from her and she would she would she would see it. But that's how bad the addiction was, was I was hiding it from my wife. And, and a lot of times I would get away with it. 
but there'd be some times where I didn't get away with it. I was always sneaking around her because it was, it was very difficult to quit. Not only did I not want to, but it was also a very addictive thing, habit to have. And I didn't want to. And on top of, even if I did want to, I just, I couldn't. It was, it was hard. Well, I finally did it. Especially through, through electronic cigarettes. I was able to quit smoking. Now, if you are safe, you do your research, you do your background um, on electronic cigarettes. They are, they are very safe. And this is not to condone anybody just doing it. Um, but if you are addicted to cigarettes and would like to quit, um, those that I talk to that try electronic cigarettes and still have trouble quitting is because they're not doing the research to find the right fit for them. Because um, not every single device is for everybody. And a lot of times they'll get into something that I just couldn't do it. It's like, well, you got to find the right one. Like I can help you find it. Um, well, I was smoke free for about four and a half years. Uh, maybe five years. Yeah, I'd say about five years of smoke free. And it felt great. And I was actually on my turn like to be, you know, smoke free again uh, or even even vaping free, electronic cigarette free. I adjusted. I made my own liquid. Um, so one, I knew what was in the liquid that I that I was inhaling uh, the electronic the vape juice. But I could also control the nicotine content of it. And I weaned myself down. I was to the point where I had zero nicotine in, in it. And I noticed myself at work. I'd only go out there maybe at lunch after I ate. And then some days I wouldn't even vape until like I got back in the car. I would leave it in the car all day. So I was, I was at the precipice of even just like giving that up. The one thing I don't like in life is being addicted to something. I don't like going on a, a trip where I cannot smoke or vape or whatever. And by the end of it, the first, the only thing I want to do is just take a hit. I didn't like that feeling of something that having that much control over my life. So I was so glad to be almost free from this. Anyway, so this retreat for men called at Manresa, it's called Manresa. It's a silent retreat. It's like four days, three nights. It's amazing. It's a beautiful uh, retreat place, retreat house. Excuse me. The grounds are great. They're gorgeous. And just have the total freedom. And I was like, you know what? I just want to be relaxed. And maybe I'll bring a pipe out there. And so I did. And it, it was all right. It wasn't bad. If you've never smoked before, don't start. It's stupid. If you have smoked before, if you can, and you ever quit and you started smoking again, you remember what it tasted like. And you're just like, God, this doesn't taste good. I remember things tasting good before, like cigarette smoke tasted good. If I had a cigarette now, even to this day, I'd be like, ugh, wouldn't taste good. So pipe tobacco, I'm like, oh, this smells so amazing, so aromatic. I can't wait to, to, to do this. I smoked every day on that retreat, two or three times a day, just going out there with the pipe, and the pipe would last a while. I remember coming home from the retreat. My sister was over and my wife and my sister are talking in, in, in our backyard and haven't seen my wife in about three or four days. And, you know, I can remember all I wanted to do was actually just like light up the pipe. I had that feeling, that urge again. And so we're sitting down and I did. I pulled out the pipe. I wasn't hiding anything. I packed it and I lit it and I felt a little bit better. 
unbeknownst to me at the time, that was me falling back into that, that addiction, addiction of smoking. So I smoked a pipe every night. And it was like, oh, it's so nice. You know, I can quit whenever I want to. I'm not having cravings like during the day. But as soon as I get home, I can light up that pipe. Ah, I was at work one day. And I had an urge and I wanted something. I didn't have a pipe with me. I wasn't going to go back to cigarettes. That That's a lost cause with me. I, I had no desire to. Well, I went to this. The gas station I was like, oh, I'll get a black and mild, a little, a little cigar, right? And I'll just do that, you know, because black and milds are, are quote unquote known for just being rolled pipe tobacco. So I got one at work and I'm sitting there after lunch and I smoked about half of it and threw, threw the rest of it away. And then the next day, I think I did the same thing and it wasn't bad. They're on sale. And the next day I did the same thing. Then I started doing it at home in the evenings and I slowly stopped with the pipe. Mind you, I don't know when this, this episode is going to air, but I went on this retreat in 2019, April of 2019. I'm recording this now, late September, early October, and I'm still having two black and milds a day. I don't even touch the pipe anymore. And it finally dawned on me, I have this addiction, I need to stop. My wife's birthday was August 20th, and she's like, oh, by the way, like, you know, you said you were just going to do this on retreat, you know, she was very patient, very loving, trying to be very understanding. She goes, when are you going to stop doing it? And I was like, actually, like, my plan, which legitimately, my plan was to stop on her birthday. And I didn't. Again, not hiding it, I'd still smoke at home. She would see it. Well, she called me out again. She said, listen, this is this is important for me. I don't know if you remember listening to my Jim Halpert podcast uh, about talking about how horrible of a guy Jim Halpert is. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. Because right here, right now, when she called me out that last time, I was being a Jim Halpert. And I said, you know what? You're right. I had a lot of conviction. I don't have control over this thing anymore. When I want it, I go get it and I smoke it. It's not a matter of just every now and then, once a month or every other week, just having one, you know, after a meal, sitting out in the back, just chatting. That's one thing. That's doing it within moderation. And according to the catechism, it is not sinful to have a cigarette or cigar or pipe tobacco or alcohol. As long as it's done within moderation. And moderation for different people is, is different. For me, I have a very addictive kind of uh, mind or heart or brain or whatever. I'm addicted to food. You know, I'm addicted to cigarettes. If I drank enough, I'd probably be addicted to alcohol. Luckily, I don't drink. Rarely ever drink. But when it came to the smoking part, it's very addictive to me. I know people who would be able to have a cigarette, buy a pack of cigarettes, go out, smoke them throughout the night, and then the next day put them in a drawer and not pull them out for another two weeks until they went out and hung out with friends again. It would only smoke socially. I'm not that type of person. I go out and buy a pack of cigarettes. I smoke one of them. That pack is gone in two days. 
and then I buy another pack, and then it's gone in a day. <laughs> I have a very addictive, uh, a very addictive person. So I can't, I can't do that anymore, and I can't be a gym helper, especially not to my wife. So I'm done again. I don't know how long it's been since since the last one, but I just figured, you know, this is kind of a it's not totally taboo, but when you are in ministry and you're, you know, a practicing church going person, I mean, it could be shameful. If somebody, I used to do youth ministry and I, I never smoked around kids. I never smoked while doing youth ministry. Luckily, I, I was always quit or off of them when I was doing stuff like that. Um, but even now, like if one of my youth group kids from, you know, a year ago saw me out in public smoking, I, I'd feel really embarrassed and ashamed. Not because just because they saw me, because I, I don't want them to think that it's okay for, oh, well, if he's doing it, then, you know, and you kind of get to this point when you are dealing with addiction where it's, it doesn't matter to you anymore. And I found that. When I smoked regularly, you know, I'd smoke all the way up to the grocery store and put it out in the cigarette dispenser, which is right in front of the door. I don't care who saw me. You know, I was just a smoker. That's just the way it was. If I saw someone I, I knew and I had a cigarette in my mouth, it didn't come out of my mouth. They just knew I, I was a smoker. And now there's a level of shame that's tied to it, which has got to tell me right off the bat that there's something wrong with it. So I'm done. It feels good to say it. But the main reason why I'm making this podcast is to publicly say it. So hopefully, socially, I, I will be able to partake in something again. You know, I, I have a feeling if I go on this retreat again and I decide that's, you know, once or twice a year I'm allowed to do something like this. I just need to have enough, you know, gusto to... When I'm done, I just throw away the tobacco, whatever's left over. And if I would have done it this past year, I'd have been fine. I really would have. It that wasn't what started the addiction back up again. Like this weekend, it was nice. It was it was really nice and enjoyable to sit out there, to have a pipe, to pray and to read the Bible and just be out in nature and you could hear the birds and the the sun just like beaming down on me and just you know. And in the evenings, it was nice and cool sitting in a rocking chair and just having and just smoking a pipe like it was really relaxing it was really tranquil it was really nice if i would have left that retreat and just taken that the the rest of whatever pipe tobacco i had and just thrown it in the trash i would have been fine i really would have the problem was was when i got home i would have had that 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 feeling that i wanted it but it wasn't it wasn't bad enough for me to be like, oh, my gosh, I had to have it. But because I did have it, I was like, oh, I'll just do it. I'll finish it off. It's Sunday night. And then the next day I was like, oh, it's there. I'll just finish this baggie off. That's how it starts off. Like, I'll just finish the rest of this tobacco off. Well, not realizing that I did buy too much, not realizing how much I had bought. And that's what started it off. It was always when I was ready to quit, I was like, I'll just finish this pack. 
after all, I did buy it. I don't want to waste my money. But can't do that anymore. Throw it away. Get rid of it. Be done with all of it. Any smokers out there? Anybody want to quit? Anybody struggling to quit? Any vapors out there that want to quit? I'm telling you, you're not alone. It's difficult. If shame starts settling in because maybe your significant other is telling you, you got to quit this. It's not easy. It's an addiction. It is hard. It doesn't mean you don't love them. But try. Keep trying. Keep pushing through it because you will get there. I'm telling you, I've quit multiple times, about three or four times. The stupid part was when I picked it back up, right? Anyway, put it down, people. I'm putting mine down. Let's do it together. I'm William. This is No Expectations Podcast. And smoking is stupid. <laughs>